so you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important about church, which is basically everything except the sermon. (laughs) All the people, all the food, all the music, all the fun, um, the relationships that help us learn and love. And we won't even be able to give you uh, those delightful Christmas cookies that you get this time of year after church, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or perfect preachers. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started the podcast so if you're away from home or working or whatever, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on a Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope that you will receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we encourage you, whenever possible, to do your own thinking, uh, not just to take our word for it. We want to know what you think, and if that is different from what we think, all the better. Keep talking about it, keep thinking about it, because our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know is God moving in your life as you consider this. So, Chris, first Sunday of Advent. What's Advent, Susan? Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So this is when the church calendar begins again. Uh Uh-huh. And we switch years of the lectionary. Uh Uh-huh. And Advent means coming or... Arrival. uh, Arrival. Revelation of. Yeah. It's almost like a re-genesis. Yeah. 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 It's like um, when you're a little kid and your parents are having company over and you have to get the house ready. Advent. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready. But, you know, it's so funny because in our in our world, it feels like... Christmas starts after Halloween. Yeah, and sometimes before. Ugh. And, like, I, I joked with my congregation. I said, you know, this is the first Sunday of Advent, but it feels like when you go into the stores that, that they're practically chomping at the bit to get the Valentine's Day stuff out. Yeah. And that in some ways it's like trying to find a bathing suit in July. Yeah. Because if you didn't buy it in March, you don't have it. You don't yeah. have it, right? And so, it, it, it just just this 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 rush n- naming how different we how it did how it maybe it's not just different, but it's sort of like additionally we see in this season not just all the glitz and the glamour, but but this season of waiting, um, and, and anticipation of preparation Which of is very countercultural. Very countercultural. I remember um, in uh, Call the Midwife in their first Christmas episode, there was this whole line about how you know everything was fizzing about out in the world, but at Nanata's house where the nuns live and the nurses live, the, the, she says a different magic was at work. Mm-hmm. The sisters spent Advent in prayer and meditation, and the atmosphere was not one of excitement, but of expectant, joyous calm. Yeah. I wasn't entirely sure what I should make of it. I was young and faith was still a mystery to me. Yeah. And I just love that image. And on the in the in the TV show it just shows some sort of their preparations, like getting the crush ready and but that's the kind of feeling that we try and bring into the church. Right. A calmness. A calmness that and then I decide to preach Luke twenty one this week. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah. yeah you're. Uh, Luke 21, verses 25 to 36. Now, we know it doesn't make any sense. We know the lectionary doesn't always make sense. Lectionary is a, a series of three 
years of readings, and they mm-hmm. come from different gospels. Right. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and then John gets in, sprinkled in on high holy yeah, days. Yeah, and we ran into Luke because oh. we just started the new year. It's the new year. Jesus is not born yet, but we're jumping to the end of Jesus' story. Right. So Luke uh, 21. So Luke 21, which has Jesus talking in the temple about signs and and apocalyptic kind of imagery. Yeah. And um, there will be wars and wars and rumors of wars. War, there will right. be diseases. There will be yeah, like fires and floods. Nations and, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves, and people fainting from fear and and foreboding of what is to come onto the world. And and Jesus says, "We are to, when these things take place, stand up and raise your head because your redemption is drawing near." Yeah, and it's almost like he's going. Like, uh, don't assume that the first sign of trouble is, like, the end of everything. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, and and so, and then he talks about the fig tree and how, you know, at the end of winter, the fig tree begins to to, to put forth buds. And that's how you know that the next season is coming. Mm-hmm. And then he says to be on guard mm-hmm. um, and watch because this is something we don't, no man knows the time, basically. Right. And so this has some, like... Frightening images and some confusing metaphors and startling instructions. Yeah. Well, there was a guy in my church who came in and said, I'm just terrified about the second coming. Right. And I said, let's talk about that sometime. Not yeah. during communion, but like, but, let's, yeah, yeah, let's right. talk about that because we might have some different understandings of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really starting Advent, not with the sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. But with the reminder that we don't just wait for the sweet baby Jesus, right. but that we wait for the second coming, for the fulfillment of God's, the, the God's dream for us, which is the coming of the kingdom of God. And that Advent is not just this precursor to Christmas, right? not just an opportunity to count down with little bits of chocolate, but a time of waiting and, and remembering what it is we're actually waiting for yeah. and what we are to be in the midst of. And so this passage, this moody passage that challenges this bright, sparkling season that we have developed as a culture is really significant and important to mention and to talk about. So the the cover of our bulletin this week was a piece of, not the whole thing because it's not the right scale, but of Starry Night by Van Gogh. Yeah. And unfortunately, our color printer wasn't working. (laughs) So it was in black and white, but I put it in color on the screen, so we had it. But it was really funny because I was like, the printer just doesn't want to listen to me. Anyway, so Starry Night... I came upon this imagery in one of the books I refer to, the commentary, and, and I was really talking about, well, first of all, did you know that Van Gogh was a preacher's kid? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, his dad I mean, was Most a, of what I know about Van Gogh was he had some, some off-balance brain chemicals, and he was... Had some issues. He had some yes. cataracts. Like, yeah, he had some, yeah. some vision issues. Some yeah, but his dad was a, a Dutch pastor. Interesting. And he had actually been an evangelist for a while. Wow. So it's not on, you know, it's not out of the realm that, you know, he had some of this imagery in his, in his very being as he went to paint this, right? So, and Starry Night, I hope you'll put a, we'll put a link in the show notes because some people can just pull it up Um, because it has these, this, it's, it's an apocalyptic sky. And you can look at it in, in a couple different ways, right? Everybody you can, thinks it's so pretty. pretty and then you look closer and you realize like, it's disturbing. Right? Yeah. Because there's these swirling clouds in yellow and white and deep dark blue and black sky. And then there's the bold moon. And one um, art critic called the the stars as rockets of burning yellow, uh-huh. which is just such a great description of just like those boom, right? They're right there in your face. Yeah. Well, and it's you, so different from the kind of the calm sky of white. Right. Know, 
prick marks in the black sky that just don't move and are still and right. calm. And right, right. There's definitely movement there. There's tons I mean, of movement. And in a lot of ways, the Courier and Ives print that we have is the picture of Christmas in contrast to this idea of the starry night is kind of a fascinating, like here are the two worlds colliding in some way. But anyway, there's a small town with a church steeple in the picture. And and then there's a foreboding uh, image on the left-hand side that kind of looks like a flame, but it's probably not a flame. They think it was probably meant to be a cypress tree. Oh. In Van Gogh's day, in Van Gogh's culture, that was a sign of death and mourning. And so, and it sort of connects the town and the the earth with the sky, like the way it looks in the picture. And this whole picture elicits different responses from us, right? Like we can say, oh, that's so pretty. The colors are so bright. And then we kind of go, but what's that? And what what does this mean? And what are the connections? And, and, And it's sort of, to me, you know, we go, oh, it's beautiful, but it's also not exactly what we were looking for. Yeah, it's not calm and peaceful. By it's any not stretch calm of the and peaceful by any stretch of the imagination. And it pulls us into that the idea that maybe, you know, it's that frightening sky or that bold and beautiful, or maybe just a glimpse of God. Mm. And I think that's what's happening in our passage from Luke is that God, Jesus is saying, it's all of these things. Mm. It can be beautiful, but it's also going to be these, that there's going to be things that are going to scare you. They're going to be outside the norm or what you hoped it would look like. And, and that's okay because we're, you know, we're looking at a beautiful glimpse of God. And as we seek to enter into Advent, Jesus is challenging us and those who first give those words to, to look up and to pay attention and to be ready. And not to be ready in that hyper vigilance way, right? Yeah. Like that leads to causing some problems with our brains. Hoarding sometimes. canned food. Hoarding canned things. food, among other things, or believing every... Yeah, this is not like survivalism. This is being... To look up and to pay attention and be ready for God's inbreaking. Yeah, which is not, it's not left behind. Like you're going to get sucked up into the sky. It's it's pay attention because this is urgent now. This is urgent now. And you need to pay attention because God is in the midst of it. Yeah. And you don't want to miss out where God, you know, miss out on experiencing where God is. Just popped into my head um, Forrest Gump when he's like in all those famous scenes, right? In some ways, we're in that for God. Are we paying enough attention that glimpses and the the inbreaking does not? We do not miss it. Yeah. And when we see those 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 inbreakings and those experiences, are we naming it? Are we calling out the hope that those events and those experiences provide us, or are we letting this false sense of what apocalypticism gives us, right, like fear and worry Horror and, and yeah. Pain and violence. Pain, pain and, and violence. Yeah. Instead of seeing our hope, you know, the hope that, that God has for us and that is outpouring and overflowing and all the time. You know, we might not have the same, face the same kind of difficulties the Lukean community did. You know, especially here in the United States, we might be experiencing something completely different that, but yeah. that, that does something similar to our souls yeah. and to the souls of our neighbors. Yeah, we're not colonized by a greater power. We're the greater power, power that colonizes. colonizes. Yeah, just because you know, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not feeling um, as vulnerable as my neighbor, but but my neighbor is still vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So we need to pay attention to those things. Preparing for God's kingdom to break through into our world is what Advent is about. Mm-hmm. It's not preparing 
for, I mean, we can prepare for Christmas. And we can so decorate our trees and, and wrap our presents and all that stuff. And that's just, that's fine. As long as we don't let that take over. Right. It's not just preparing for Christmas and it's not just preparing for the end times. It's, it's preparing to pay attention to God moving in the world. Right. And, and, the, and the way to do that is to develop the habit. Yeah. We do it by practicing it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's where, that's where I took this text. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about the end times, Susan? When do you think, uh, what do you think it'll look like? When do you think it'll happen? Was the second coming I, of Christ? Well, I think the second coming of Christ is going to surprise us all. Uh-huh. Uh, and I also think that anybody who thinks they can bring it any sooner than God wants it to come is fooling themselves. <laughs> okay. So everybody who wanted to move the embassy to, to Jerusalem. <laughs> yes. Please. Yeah, I mean, I think when I read texts that are apocalyptic or pseudo-apocalyptic, my question for the text is not, is this how it's going to happen? But how do I experience hope within that? Yeah. What do I see within those stories that gives me hope? It's very Mr. Rogers of you. There's <laughs> but been I a think... giant disaster. You don't look at the disaster, you look at the helpers. Right. Like, well, where are the people who are going in and making a difference, even even when there's something horrific that's happened? Right. But but even it's more than that. It's it's the idea that um, you know one of the things I think about um, when I read you know sort of the left behind kind of uh, thing is that it takes something that we have a that, that somebody wrote a long time ago for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. And tries to give it a different purpose. Mm -hmm. When we read these apocalyptic texts, often what we're hearing is is a message that says, "We look what we have done before. Look look who we have been and who we will be again." And do that. it's sort of the same way we tell the stories of heroic people in the past, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it has fills some of that same need in our psychology. Yeah. To say we've overcome. And religion doesn't have a corner on the end of the world stuff. Oh no, it doesn't. I mean, any popular culture movie well, right, like, like, know, movie list is going to include movies about aliens invading, invading or, or the, the last nuclear war and who will survive. Well, and, and, or even the universe, universes, like the Marvel Universe. Okay. Right? Every yeah. so often we have to reset it. <laughs> the superheroes have to reset the world again. And so, you know, it's we're not the only ones who think about what, right. what does it look like? One, if we take the planet For as granted. far as it can take us. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to try and figure something else out. But, but also... You know, worlds end every day. Yeah. You know, worlds end every day. And yeah. so when it feels like the world is crashing down around you. Right. Where is God moving in the midst of that? Yeah. And it oftentimes, ha you, you do have to be a little bit of Mr. Rogers, right? You have yeah. to be a little bit of like, the thing that is overwhelming me is perhaps not the message for me. Well, you can't always control all the bad things, but you can help to try and alleviate some of the suffering. Right. Which is what the helpers do. Yeah. Uh, it's very Pollyanna. <laughs> yes, good. Yeah. Good I've converted of, Chris. It's a good use of Pollyanna. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Susan. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to what we've been talking about today, you can shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or comment on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Sleep In. You can visit us online and see the whole archive and all of our notes at sundaymorningsleepin.com. Uh, all of the episodes are there, and we're available on most podcast channels. Uh, the scripture for this podcast is Luke 21, 25 to 36, and there will be a link to that as well. And the theme music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So we send our congregations um, on Sunday morning out with a benediction. The task for Advent is indeed due as Jesus asks us to do, and that is to stand up, raise your head, 
look around and be ready. Your redemption is drawing near. Go find it.